Thanks for checking out the Community Recap Podcast, where there's no cap and all truth. As we discuss various aspects of the Christian life and look back to our past Sunday sermons to discuss what we can learn from them. Let's tune into this week's episode of the Community Recap Podcast. Hello and welcome into Community Recap. And uh, we're back. We're back with another. Back. Oh my goodness, man! Sunday recap yes. podcast. Yeah, it's been, it's a, been minute. a minute. Um, it's been a minute, but here we are. I thought I, I thought you were done with me, man. I thought you just got. I thought kicked I thought, me, thought you were done me with out. me. No, you got too I just busy waiting on the invite. Oh, okay. Uh, and I finally got one. Well, it has been a hot minute. So, um, for those of you who uh, have been dying for these. I know there are probably none of you. Um, we're back and so That's grateful right. to be with you. Uh, if you would just take a take a moment to um, uh, rate this podcast, a five star rating would be uh, fantastic. Uh, if you would subscribe it'd to be the an channel, honest rating. it'd be an honest rating. Yeah, yeah. we actually yeah. do have nothing but five stars. Come the, on, the last man! Time I so looked. keep it so, keep it going, keep it going. We're um, like the uh, Alabama podcast. We don't mess with none but five stars. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I was like, where are you going with that? Yeah. Uh, but um, if you uh, are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, you can download the podcast, and uh, there's like a little plus button. Do it. If you hit that plus, Do it'll it. subscribe you to the channel. Do it. And um, every time we, we upload a new uh, podcast, you'll get an alert. So that would be fantastic if you could do that. Um, <laughs> more sound effects coming in, <laughs> and uh, I missed it. Man. Yeah, I just missed it. And uh, been working on that. If you do that for us, we'd be grateful. But Absolutely. Nev- nevertheless, um, we're gonna get into uh, our lives because it has been a hot minute since yeah. we have talked anything yeah. about what's going on, not only with the church but just with with ourselves. And so, um, for the next. 35 minutes we're just gonna t- i'm just kidding yeah for the uh we're, we're just taking a moment to kind of catch up on life yeah and man. uh so What's let's, let's talk to the people how how you been how, how's the mask family how was easter how's all the things man it's it has been so long so it's, it's kind of hard to remember what all has transpired you've been tra- you've traveled since, to texas yeah so I mean, we took grace and i uh, uh had a little birthday gift birthday was in in march and so if you missed it you know feel free to make up for it um, I got a. Where do the people ch- need to send your gift to? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I got a. Um, I got tickets to go watch the Baltimore Orioles, which I'm a huge fan. Just of. lifelong. Just huge. Uh, Baltimore Orioles fans play the Texas Rangers, and so took my honey mm-hmm. down, just me and her, down to um, the Dallas area there to watch the Rangers play. Uh, some some baseball there at Arlington Park with my Baltimore Orioles and um, went down there and we had a really good time. Yeah, uh, Grace was kind of just going to, just to go, just kind of wanted to spend some time with me, but wasn't really looking forward to mm-hmm. the baseball game. I got to say, she's converted. She's she converted. Loves she loved it. She loved it. Had a great time yeah. there at the game. In fact, we only had tickets for the Tuesday night game, and our plan was to. Uh, after breakfast Wednesday, head back up so we can make Wednesday night services. Uh, but they had a day game Wednesday. Yeah. And we got tickets for really cheap. And so we were like, you know what? Let's just, um, we're probably going to just be rushing in, may not even make 
church on time, be a little bit late and just rushing right in. So mm. why don't we just take our time instead? And we went and saw a game. And there so, you go. Yeah, it was nice. It's so. such a different experience in person uh, than yes. watching baseball. On Although TV. I have got the MLB package. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on MLB dot uh, dot TV, right? And um, so I get to watch my Orioles play whenever, wherever, uh, except for blackouts. So, but w- unless they play in Texas, uh, I'm not going to blackout. Yep. Maybe Kansas City you'd get a blackout, but for the most part, I get to watch all their games. And so I've enjoyed that, and mm. Grace enjoys that. She keeps up. She's now an Orioles fan, Love it. so she's she's in on it. So we've been. Uh, we've been enjoying that. Just a fun little kind of thing. The kids have gotten into it a little bit as well. Um, and so we, we had a good trip. Easter was good. Um, had some good food, dyed some eggs, hunted some eggs, mm. uh, then crashed out after just a long weekend of, right. of celebrating the resurrection of Christ. Um AJ's been, he had an ear infection, so we were dealing with that for uh, a little bit, but he's doing great. He's doing better. Uh, Jaden went to the junior prom, and Hey-o. so kind of... Uh, What's that like for you? Kind of hard to wrap my mind around that, that my baby girl, yeah. um, she is getting ready to complete her junior year and start her senior year. And so some of y'all have walked through that already. Or mm-hmm. currently walking through that, and I mean, it is. It's 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 pretty surreal. It's pretty surreal to know that she's got one more year, and I mean, her plan is to go off to college, and so we'll we'll see how all that plays out. So we've been praying through that with her and what that looks like, and so. Uh, but mm-hmm. she's doing great. Um, is working at All About You. No way! I didn't know that. Yeah. She works at All About You. Been working at All About really? You. Mm-hmm. Barista? Uh, I I don't know if they've trained if they're. I think they're training her. Okay. Uh, but more as a server and, oh, and okay. uh, like a waitress type. Yes, and taking orders up front and nice. stuff. So, uh, she enjoys that. Just got a raise, as a matter hey of fact. Hey, oh, yeah, getting that <laughs> big money. <laughs> okay. Getting that big money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> hitting them up. So all is well. Uh, Ava is uh, running track. Yeah, she is for the NOAA Jaguars, which is a homeschool mm-hmm. athletic um, yep. kind of entity, and so she loves track. And so she got hooked up uh, running track. So that's kind of something that she's been involved in. And uh, Tyler's doing so well. He's he's growing leaps and bounds in in all kinds of ways. Uh, just watch your iPads. Mm-hmm. Around my brother, cause that's, <laughs> that boy will get you. You be paying for stuff that you brother, didn't even know you was doing. That brother will get you quick, my man, my dog. <laughs> uh, so, Bass family, we're good, man. We're good. Uh, All is well. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just. Uh, Let's talk about Easter for a second. I, I, I thought Let's Easter talk about was great, you, man. Um, well, we'll get to that. I'll let you be the host. Easter, Easter was. Uh, we had a great turnout. Easter was um, good, man. The most Easter we've ever good. had. Most we've on ever a, had on, a, on campus. A weekend. Yeah, most we've ever had. Um, which, you know, is surreal. Um, I feel like a lot of people still talk about, and I still, you know, it's hard to, to wrap our head around when you really, really, really think about, you know, how fast we have grown. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people on Easter, I heard reflecting on, the past and just, you know, yeah. um, Alex told a story to somebody that um, I remember coming home. Um, she was she was just we either just had Georgia 
where she was like about to give birth and she was at home. I, I would say probably because Georgia was born. Hmm? 17. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, she remembers, like, us being to the point where... I've got a great picture of AJ and Georgia. Oh, yes. Their first Easter. First Easter. He's got the suit and suspenders, and then Georgia's all dressed up in her I do have that. Yeah, I have that picture, too. It's awesome. So, like, right right before that, um, she... uh, I forget who she was talking to, but uh, she said that I came home, and I don't really remember this but, but i remember wife does they remember a lot they of do. things but she was like I, she said i came home and i was like babe we had 53 people in our first service this week yeah and was just like man we're we uh, are yeah the lord's moving yeah the and moving. just to think we had almost 1100 yeah we probably did we probably miscounted kids because yeah, there were I'm so sure many we in the let's service just say and 10 000 <laughs> let's just, yeah let's just inflate them uh but eleven hundred is so cool. Yeah, so man. I thought, I thought awesome the weekend seeing went, so many new faces that yeah. uh, you know came at the the invitation of others, and so man, that always excites me when we see our people reaching out and inviting, and and then they see yeah. the people they invite respond and come, right. and so just cool to hear those various stories of, hey, my 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 cousin came, my brother came, my mm-hmm. uh, you know my my in laws came, friends came, neighbors came, and so it's it's just really cool to see god kind of move in through that so, yeah absolutely yeah, it's good easter went well yep uh worship was fantastic and just all around the, the weekend was, was, was really good yeah um so just to answer your question earlier the 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 garrett fam's doing yeah, well what's up with the g fam um, I, i'm trying to think of what's been going on outside of Georgia's been really involved in sports lately. You're you're coaching softball. I'm uh, coaching softball, and then Alex is coaching uh, soccer. Really? Who's in soccer? Nora's in soccer. Georgia. Georgia. Oh, yeah. oh, she's double dipping. We're double dipping. She went double. So we have uh, either games or practices for softball. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. Soccer practice Friday. Soccer game Saturday. Yeah. So. Um, but it's been really fun. Uh, Georgia absolutely does not like softball. Um, she doesn't. So she, does she like soccer? Uh, yes and no. Um, okay. She likes soccer more than softball. But right. when she plays soccer, she does a lot of cartwheels out there on the grass. Well, yeah, she does. And uh, it's like, hey, Georgia, run. Like, yeah. hey, hey, let's, you yeah. know. And so she'll just kind of take off and have no idea what she's doing. Yeah. Um, they're learning. She's definitely more the artistic musical yeah, side. Man. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to probably switch gears, but it has been fun just to see her, right. Uh, learn the sports and it's yeah. just, it's a busy season. You sure. Know? Um, we, we actually travel tonight to Haskell. Um, Dang. And we have a seven thirty game. T-ball. Seven thirty. Eight U softball. And oh, eight U softball. It's coach pitch. And she's yeah. five. Yeah, uh, and uh, that seems a little, but maybe that's why she doesn't like it so much. That seems like that's a little much for a five-year-old. Yeah, like, yeah. like the kids are older, and so yeah, you know there, there's I mean? a lot of people in the league, a lot of kids in the league who are you know around the six age mark, yeah. and they're all kind of in the same skill right. level. But there have been a couple teams that they've even apologized to us, like we're so sorry we had to play you, like right. this isn't fair, right? <laughs> Just because yeah. it was like they, their kids are out nothing. there chewing tobacco yeah. and spitting yeah. and. Shaving. Basically. Uh, oh, these are girls. Yeah, Never mind. Say, <laughs> Sorry. Shaving their legs. I, I, don't, know. I thinking, don't know what's going on. I'm thinking on baseball here. here. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they they might still be, if it's out in Haskell, they, they still might be. Yeah. Back, <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
Um, but we've been doing a lot of that, but we've been good, man. We've been um, um, just plugging away, honestly. Yeah. I feel like we're just doing something all the time. Yeah, man. You got to be um, careful with that. But it's been good. You got to be careful. I mean, you know, seasons, but yeah, you got to be careful those seasons don't turn into that. Yeah. Not always is. This is our first time doing anything yeah. um, outside mm. of church, really. Yeah. Um, that's taking uh, nights away. So See, I don't know that I could, I, I could coach. I'm, I'm a little too competitive. I, I yeah. really, I'd like to think I would be okay, but I, yeah. I really think that I would kind of be more of the Tom Hanks in a league of mm. their own. Mm-hmm. There's no crying in baseball. Right. You know, we have a lot of parents that are like that. Yeah, um, they put these expectations on their kids right. that are just so. See, far. if I'm a parent, I don't because I'm not. You know, I mean, it is way. But if I'm the coach, I think that competitiveness comes out of me to where look, I want to win, and this is my my, my yeah. team, and so yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, Unfortunately, I, I do see a lot of parents and activities like that that just wild. Get, get a little carried away. Get it's a little wild. carried away. Yeah. Yeah. But nevertheless, we're having a good time doing good, it. Good, man. The Quita Cubs, we actually have won two games in a row. So There we go. No big deal. Yes. Or anything. Yeah, how many games over 500? I think we are two and three right now. Two and three, not bad. One game, so under, one game under, one game under. But yeah. obviously, after a three, we, we game play Haskell tonight. Losing streak. You got a two-game winning streak yeah. going. And we actually beat this team. We're playing tonight already, so okay. feel good. There Get you to go. five hundred, and that's right. Uh, everyone gets a trophy at the end. I don't like that. No, I don't like um, that. Either. Don't like it either. They're wanting to make sure and recognize each kid, and it's right. like, uh, you know, I'm yeah. going to just tell Georgia like you. Let me take you a little bit on the uh, the mind of Georgia. The last game, uh, I so I'm the 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 coach that pitches the ball. Okay, and um, for some reason I always hit Georgia. No one, Dang. no one else but Georgia, and so she's very like timid because uh, of it, sure. rightfully so. And, yeah. Um, and it's so weird. I don't know why. I, I think it, a lot of it is an expectation I have for her. Like I want her to do good, and yeah. I just get carried away, and so. Anyway, in the middle of the at-bat, they get six pitches. In the middle of the at-bat, she looks at me and she said, Dad, I like soccer a whole lot better than softball. Yeah. Like in the right middle. Right there. And well, I'm yeah. like, she girl, just, let's focus on at sure. least the at-bat yeah. that we're in. No, yeah. she doesn't. She, she yeah. So she'll tell me, and she's not afraid to tell me yeah. in front of everybody, hey, I don't like softball. Yeah. So Well, you never know. You never know what, you know, what, what turns turns into you know so we'll see yeah. i'm i don't know the dad in me wants her to play sports but i also right. music's great too yeah so man. you never know but academics whatever the yeah. case may be yeah that may be your thing right Nora's so. definitely going to be running over people and yeah she's that got that look in her eye Nora's got crazy. that when i see her every time she's got that little look in her eye like you know she's <laughs> she's a little she's thug. about it she's yeah. a little thug yeah she she's about will it. absolutely slap you yeah yeah, absolutely. Which is really fun for me. Right. Okay. Well, let's jump into the sermon this week. Let's do that. Um, 15 minutes in, I think people have exited the podcast, but uh, oh no! Nah, for man. those they, of you they, that they are still here. They're, they're hanging in. Um, Appreciate Sunday. Y'all. Sunday was great. Um, Sunday was a, a good day. Um, it is, I, I know, and I, I do want to, I do want to hit on this just because not to, um, not to belittle anybody, not to throw shade on anybody, because people have legit reasonings for things, and I get sure. that. Right. 
But I think it is important just because there, you know, vulnerability for us as well. I think people love authenticity and to be vulnerable. We're humans. We have feelings, and you know, people tend to put pastors and leaders in the church on this pedestal like we don't ever sin and we don't ever right. think bad thoughts or whatever but man like we had talked about it this morning you go from a sunday with almost 1100 people right and then you go to a sunday with just over 500 people and it's right. like what yeah it's discouraging it can be it can be it can be to to see yeah. man the excitement of you know a Sunday where that many people are crammed in and people want to hear about right. the gospel and people are, you know, making it a priority. Uh, and then you turn around and literally seven days later, it about 50% yeah. are, are back, you know, so it can be a little deflating. It can be and, a little discouraging. And I think the discouragement doesn't come from a bad place. It comes from, we want you to be here. Like we want to help yeah. you take that next step with Absolutely. Christ. And so, yeah, it's discouraging when, when every week when people don't show right. up, obviously. But when you right. have such a huge Sunday um, and you feel all this momentum and then it's just like, right. That was my own sound effect. Yeah. It was but it's good. like a little deflation. On, it, it is, man. I mean, it is so, to, to a degree because, again, like you say, you you want those individuals to get plugged in because of how important um, church fellowship is, how important worship is, just how important getting plugged into a local body is uh, for your own personal walk with the Lord. And so, you know, it, you hope more people uh, get plugged in because you know as they do, they will be growing in yeah. their relationship with the Lord. And and so it, it is. Hopefully, you know, we see a little bit of rebound uh, this week with some of those that had visited coming back. And we had a few of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, you know, um, just keep praying and keep inviting and, and keep reaching out to individuals and loving on them. And um, I think God will keep rewarding that as yeah. we go forward. And it's an encouraging thing to know that, you know, Easter is every week, basically, right? Right. Yes. Um, and yeah, so, I think that, that invite is the them every week. Thing. That's right. Yes. So, anyway, I just wanted to point just a little tidbit into, yeah, man, just a kind of the discouragement of that we can yeah. fall into, sure. and um, you know, the enemy can use against us yeah. probably in ways that we don't like, and so, right. just a little bit of vulnerability there, but um, that's what you get with us. This Sunday was, um, despite the despite the attendance, um, man, I, I really loved your message. You and say that every week. You tell all the preachers that. No, I, I did. I think you do great every week. Yeah, it's fantastic every Thank week, you, man. Um, Thank you. It really is, and I and I think it was such a man. Um, I don't want to say like a, a perfect timed message, but I think it's a timely message mm. um, for. Uh, men and, and and I think just I think maybe maybe my my own mindset of gearing up for this men's retreat and rehearsing and all that yeah. stuff and it's just been on my mind and um and it's just it was refreshing but convicting yeah. uh, very convicting and challenging Trust and so let's me, it was it was kicking my yeah it was kicking my back pockets for for a couple of weeks for sure yeah well let's jump into it um you know a father's faith uh, we looked at John four. Uh, 46 through 54. 54. And I have it right here with me. Um, Check that the out. heading says, Jesus heals an official's son. And um, let's let's jump into your first point. Um, 
in doing so, can you kind of set up uh, what we have here as far as what takes place in John, the end of John 4 uh, for the listeners? Right. So Jesus has come back into Cana uh, there in Galilee, which is uh, about 70 miles north of, of Jerusalem. And uh, it's, it doesn't have much of uh, political, uh, you know, influence whatsoever. They're, they're viewed as kind of a little bit more backwoods. They, they had a dialect that was unique to them. Mm-hmm. So when they would come into Judea, it'd be kind of almost like, you know, um, in Judea you would have like the uh, the New York kind of aristocrats and, you know, business individuals and somebody from, you know, Kawita coming up into New York. We got a little bit different of a way that, that we talk. A little you know? twang to it. Yeah, and they got a little bit more of the, hey, hey, you know, hey, hey, what, hey, what are you doing here, right? So I think they talk funny. Uh, right. I think we talk right. But, uh, you know, that's kind of the view of how they would look at uh, how they would kind of look at those from Galilee. And so Jesus comes back in, and there's an official, and many of the uh, kind of prominent scholars um, looked at uh, that I I was reading their commentaries and and just the insights that they gave in regards to this passage of Scripture, said that this official, uh, not that you know for a fact, but most of them indicated this was probably somebody who was in the the court of uh, Herod Antipas, who when uh, Herod the Great, the one who had the baby slaughtered in Bethlehem, uh, when he died, he he gave the territory up to four of his sons. So it was broken up into into fourths. And so uh, Herod Antipas is the one who's in the Galilee region. And so he's probably some, he was probably a Jew and he was in the court of, of Herod Antipas and he, he hears Jesus is, is nearby. So he's in Capernaum, Jesus is in Cana. And so his son is sick and we don't know, the text doesn't say how long his son has been sick. We don't know if he's been sick for a while or if he just got drastically sick real, really quick, but we do know he's at the point of death. Right. And so he leaves uh, Capernaum and he goes out to Cana to find Jesus and he comes to Jesus and asks if Jesus would would heal his son. And Jesus responds by telling him, you know, really him and those that are also present that, you know, without a sign, you won't believe without a sign. But he follows back up and he says, please come down and and heal my son. And Jesus says, go, your son will, will live. And he takes him at his word and he leaves. And the next day he encounters some servants that are coming from his house and uh, says that your, your son is well. The fever has left him. And he asked him what time, you know, this transpiring. He told him the seventh hour, which was 1 p.m. our time. Uh, and that was the exact time that Jesus had told him to go. Yeah. And his son was, was made well. So he in turn believes in, in, in Christ. Yeah. I always wondered... Um, just hearing the message on Sunday and and revisiting the story. Um, This is an official who has probably means, right? I mean, he's absolutely, he's in the court of um, the King. And and the question always comes up in my head and I don't know if you would even know or maybe assume, but part of me wonders if he went to um, the people in the court or at the king's disposal to see if 
I've, again, it depends on how long his son has been sick. Right. But yeah. if you could assume two, three weeks, I mean, you, you do anything for your kid. Right. Part of me wonders, has he exhausted that list right. of doctors or magicians or whatever that the king may have at his disposal to call upon uh, maybe to help this official son? And maybe not, but it's it's fun to kind of speculate. I, I, I think, you know, again, not knowing how long he's right. been sick. Uh, at the timing, he gets sick and he hears about Jesus, you know, almost simultaneously. Or if, again, he's been sick for, for a little while and uh, is now near death. I would think that he would, you know, as most individuals would, you would um, look for something that is the most easily accessible. Right. And so for him to be a man of means, I'm sure he had access to some prominent doctors of that day or you know whatever it was that they would look to for 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 healing if it were somebody that um you know was outside of the realm of of natural physical medicine that he would go to for spiritual you know matters or whatever i mean more than likely he's a jew but is he a practicing jew you know to what degree and so um yeah, it'd be interesting to know. Just in my mind, yes, right? He's he's explored all his options. And, right. And he hears about Jesus, and he says, okay, I need I, that's who I it's, need to go to. It's almost like a last resort type. Could be. Just because of the distance, right? right. I mean, the distance of— Now, no doubt he's heard about Jesus. Right. And the miracles. But he doesn't know he's there, right? Correct. Until, you know, until somehow word gets to him. And the text is a little silent on that, so we don't know. Uh, but I, w- I would I would assume he did. I would assume in, to some degree, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like us. Before you go to the doctor, I mean, you try your home remedies, you try those things, yeah. and then you kind of branch out a little further. And if nothing works, then you okay, this is serious. I need to right. I need something else. And so in this case, it was somewhere. Yeah, else. and I think for your first point, I think it just shows that um, you had said he the father assesses the situation. You know, he sees his sons in desperate need, and he. Uh, does what he can that any good father or good mother really would do as well to meet that need or right. uh, it's it's the one of the worst things that when your your kid is sick and you can't do anything about yeah. it yeah miserable and you will like um, you know quote unquote move mountains to right. help your kid whatever they need you're yeah. going you're going to do it right and and so you see him uh trying to assist his son assist uh, by uh, assessing the situation who do i go to who do i need to talk to what do i need to do i am a provider so uh, you know maybe my influence can get me this person or my right. status can help with this person or or whatever but um i think that's a good like you had drawn it back to us i think that's a good uh, 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 analogy or or uh, example of um how we need to assess our situation right. in, in the in the home Primarily, right? As a, as a, yeah, as a because man. You, I mean, again, you don't know what and how, how aware they were of what may have caused this, but you're also looking for the cause, right? Is yeah. it something he ate? Has he right. been around somebody that's been sick? You're just kind of diving in and trying to find those answers. And for us today, we need to assess the situation of what may be afflicting our children. Uh, is it what we're watching? Is it what we're listening to? Is it how we're treating our spouses? Is it what's on their phone? Is is it something that's going on in their schools or in their life? Or you know, whatever those things are, it's not only an assessment of 
hey, I'm noticing these things going on in our home, but why are those things going on in our home? And being able to assess that and try to pinpoint uh, this is the root of it. Maybe I'm working way too much. And so, you know, kids are going to try to get your attention any way they can get your attention, whether that's good or bad. So, I mean, if it's, hey, if I act up, I get mom and dad's attention. Right. uh, Then, you know, they'll they'll do what they got to do to get your attention. And so if you can give it to them proactively uh, in healthy ways, then they learn to express that, I think, in healthy ways. So assessing is just looking at what is... What is it that is causing turmoil in our home? What is it that I'm doing or not doing that may be aiding and abetting that turmoil? And so we all just need to, especially as men and the spiritual leaders of our home, we need to be those watchmen, you know, not just physically protecting our children and our wife, but spiritually and mentally and emotionally protecting them as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's hard when we see something going on um, and we can't fix it. Uh, necessarily in that moment right um because i think the the natural bend that we have obviously uh we'll get to that in a second of 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 sin but we also just want to fix things right uh in in the pride of being a man we want to be able to handle the situation and i I got this yeah and i think that's something that you see within this father he comes to a point of desperation of yeah man i can't Right. Like, I have exhausted those lists. My son is ill to the point of death. Right. I can't do anything. Can you help me? Right. Um, and I think that that's, man, that's that's a display of, 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 of true faith, of true, true trust to know that. Humility. Humility, I mean, yeah. Think obedience. of the humility that it took for this this official to come to, to Jesus. Uh, I mean, again. How far was the distance again? Uh, not uh, from what I've read, uh, you're looking at about a seven hour trip. If you're walking, uh, if, if, if you've got transportation, you're looking at maybe three hours, two and a half, three yeah. hours. So not super far, but again, I mean, when you think about the transportation they had that, I mean, that's over rocky terrain and those different types of things. More than likely he probably had access to a chariot of some sort right. to, uh, to cover the the distance, maybe, maybe but, he did, and maybe he didn't use. But it. maybe he didn't. You know, we don't yeah. really we don't see that either in the text. But yeah. you know, I, I I think you know one of the things that uh, I had mentioned in the message was that a, a proper assessment always leads to a proper announcement. So when we uh, assess anything properly, it brings us back to the recognition yeah. of, yeah, I need Jesus. Yeah. I need Jesus in this situation. So no matter how mundane or no matter how insignificant we may see something as being, if we properly assess it, we still need Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and we, we just need Jesus every moment of every day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, for, for men in general, and I, I don't want to just speak to men, but I think this text speaks uh, yeah, I think primarily. I mean, man, you see this father, right? right. And so I, it, I think it's a good correlation. It is such a... Um, hard thing to do, and I think it's just the way that we're wired. Sure. Um, now, I think it's circumstantial as well, um, because I think if you're like in this instance, it may be a little easier to ask for help, right? Knowing I am not a physician, yeah. I am not a doctor, but right. when you look at the things in your life, um, 
say it's something your kids are wrapped up in or it's a situation that is going on at school that you can't really yeah. get into or right. whatever it may be, um, that's hard to sure it is. just humbly say, Lord, can you turn it over to the Lord? The, yeah, yeah. When you want to march up there and do everything that that's you can, right? right? Yeah. And I think the display that um, this kind of points to is how we need to show humility um, knowing that and in our weakness, we are made strong. Right. So that that was that was a big takeaway for me of one. It's okay to ask for help. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think we've um, seen that a little bit in our story series of it's it's a good thing when you find right. yourself in desperation yeah. and you, you need help. Right. When you're trying um, to do it in your own power and strength, usually you, yeah. you know that's when the story is going. Right. In a bad direction, and it's not until you humble yourself and cry out to the Lord do we really start seeing that restoration. Yeah, uh, but something that you pointed out in this section of of the Father coming to Jesus and and asking Him for help was, um, the 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 signs and wonders. I, I think uh, there had been signs and wonders that Jesus had done. Sure, and I, I think, think that's a, why he knew of who right, Jesus was. Right, and I think there's a lot of people who come, like the Father. Right. Jesus probably already knew his heart, and he was looking for a sign and a wonder, probably, because that's what he's heard Right. Jesus has been doing this whole time. Yeah. Um, but talk to the point of how sometimes we can get so wrapped up in only looking for that uh, when— Probably God's not going to give you that oftentimes, right? Right. Yeah, and I think, you know, we live in a, a day and time where obviously what um, the apostles did in the book of Acts, I, I don't think it's normative. I'm not saying it doesn't happen today. I'm just saying it's not normative today. Um, right. And, and, you know, when Jesus was here on this earth, he is— he is showing people that he is the son of God and he is showing it through through signs and wonders to confirm and affirm uh, his message. And same thing with the apostles in the early church. Um, these individuals were bringing a message that some people, you know, had not heard of. And so they were given these uh, these powers and yep. to do signs and wonders in a way that confirmed their confirmed their message. And uh, again, I think that um, um that is not necessarily normative. In fact, I think the book of Acts is to be read more uh, descriptive than prescriptive. It's yeah. telling us what God did at that unique time more than he's prescribing to us what we should be doing now. Sure. In some regards, he is. But um, I think that there is just such a cynicism and such a skepticism. Uh, so many people believe in... Um, conspiracy theories mm. today yeah and it, it is a I, I doubt everything and so i won't believe it till i see it type mentality and that's nothing new today uh, as opposed to this individual and the time that jesus walked the face of the earth and so i think though that even more today because of the skepticism because of such doubt uh, we want to see things. We want to feel things. And if it doesn't make me feel good in this moment, then, it, then I don't like it. And if it it's makes so me true. feel bad yeah. in this moment, then I don't like it. And so there's this just such an emphasis on what we can perceive with our own eyes and what we feel in, you know, it's what I feel in my heart. Well, 
God's word says your heart is more deceptive than anything Above all, else. That's yeah. Right. And so, you know, to trust in your heart, that's the worst advice you get. To, well, just trust in your heart, baby. Yeah. What's your that, heart telling you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't don't listen to Sin. that. Yeah, <laughs> listen to listen to Jesus. And yeah. so I think for us it's so important that we stay grounded in the Word. And I love how uh, it, it it speaks of. Uh, I think it's in verse fifty. It says that he believed the the Word that right. Jesus had spoken. And I think that's so important for for us to to say. And to build our lives upon yeah. the the word of Jesus that that has been spoken, God's revealed word, uh, God's holy word, that is what should be informing our lives. That's what we should be conforming our life to. That what that's what we should be applying to our life is the word, and it, not getting so caught up in the signs and wonders. You may get to see a, a special, unique work of God in some way. I mean, there have been a few rare times in my life I've seen something that it's just like. Okay, that yeah. was a unique work of God right there. Right. But it's not normative. The, the 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 normative work of God is through that sanctification process of his word, of his Holy Spirit, of accountability, of us just living our life out day in, living our faith out day in and day out. And I think, too, so many Christians nowadays are, sh- are sheltered in the fact of— um, the spirits that we can perceive to feel or hear could very well be the devil. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, sure. and, and we're almost sheltered to the point of, yeah. oh, no, he can't do that. Right. Or, you know, like we almost give him uh, too much credit in some sure. things. And and I think that's that what you had talked about is testing every spirit. Yeah. Um, and so applicably, how, how can you do that? For the listener. Yeah, the you know, the the number one way to identify a counterfeit gospel, a counterfeit truth, some that is not of God, is just to test the take it to the word. Yeah. Um God's word will tell us any any spirit that denies the the bodily resurrection of Jesus, any spirit that that denies um, you know, Christ as the incarnate God, um, that, that is a false spirit. I mean, anybody that says Jesus didn't physically rise from the dead, that that is not of God. Uh, so I think you got to know God's word. Uh, in fact, me and my my boys were, were talking about this just the other night of, um, you know, it's often said that those that work in, you know, fraud departments, the way that they are able to identify counterfeit bills, it's not by studying the counterfeit bills, it's by studying the real, the real thing. thing. Yeah. That way you're so used to it. When something fake comes across your desk, uh, they would know, hey, yeah. this isn't right because I've studied intricately the real thing. And so for us, God's word is the real thing. And so we need to know it. We need to know what God says about certain situations. I mean, we live in a world right now that wants to redefine marriage, wants to redefine gender, uh, wants to redefine when life begins, wants to redefine what it means to even be saved. Uh, I mean, all kinds of things that they want to redefine and uh, want to teach as if it is biblical truth. And there's so many people being led astray because they don't read God's word. They're not grounded into it. It's just a cool experience to go to this place. And it's just a cool experience just because, 
man, there's some feel-good message, and, you know, it, it's, it looks cool. It does all this other stuff, uh, but they're not preaching God's truth. They're not, they're not singing true, biblically sound songs, and it's just, it, it's just a self-help um, you know, proclamation, and people don't realize that they're sitting underneath false teaching because they don't know what real teaching is. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. It's it's study the real thing so you know what the counterfeit. Yeah, absolutely. Like. That, that's the best way to test the spirit. Yeah. What What does the scripture say? Something about um, smells like death to those that are dying. Right. The gospel. Yeah. Uh, smells like death to those that are dying, but to us, uh, it is you know, it's a fragrant aroma. Mm. Um, for us that are living. And mm. so, you know, I think you, you've got to condition your nose to know the, the smell yeah. but, uh, of, of the two. Yeah. Um, one thing that you had mentioned just kind of as a, uh, a denomination, Southern Baptist, more, it's a little bit more reformed, I would say, is the five solas. Right. Um, right. And uh, I don't know, I mean, we don't have to go in, in depth of that, but but I think that's a good starting point for things that can help you right stay grounded and to maybe redefine your perspective kind of kind of zoom in on right. almost uh, so what are those five uh grace alone, grace alone faith, faith alone, alone christ alone christ alone scripture scripture alone and god's glory alone yeah yeah and you know i mean when we look at that i mean that I would just say that's orthodox, yeah. right? Those those five are orthodox, uh, and those are things that you know I think are good ways for us to uh, examine some of these other counterfeit. If somebody's saying the Bible's good, but we also need these other books to go along with it, uh, we need these other writings because Saint So and So wrote this or prophet whatever uh, we need the yeah. pearl of great pride we know we need uh, the watchtower we all these other things that need to be incorporated in for you to understand who god is uh, man, that that's a good uh, your nose should pick up on that yeah. pretty quick that eh, if somebody's teaching a workspace salvation it's not grace alone uh, through faith alone then i mean your nose should that yeah. doesn't pass a smell test um, you know, it, again, man-made centered, um, I would say the, the uh, prosperity gospel is not for God's glory alone. Now, they may paint it in that picture. God wants you to have, you know, the, this million-dollar mansion and all of these cars, you know, because he gets the glory from that. But it's very man-centered and man-glorified yeah. and look at what I have and those things. It doesn't pass a smell test because it's for, for God's glory alone. Right. And so when you look at when you look at these uh, or it's not Christ alone, you know, it's it's Christ and these other things or these other prophets mm -hmm. per se or whatever that doesn't pass the smell test. So the, the five solas are a great way just to see what would fall underneath the umbrella of what I would call Christian orthodoxy and what is right. starting to kind of become or is something other than the Christian gospel. Yeah. So we see the father, um, he assesses the situation. He realizes, um, I am unable to do anything. Right. Goes to, goes to Christ, says, listen, dude, I need some help. 
um, God's like, listen, nah, you're just wanting a sign and a wander. Right. But he, but he comes again. He's like, yeah. no, like, right. I need your help. Right. Um, and so, um, we see him act upon the word that, right. that Jesus gives Jesus him. Tells him to go. Right. And he does. Right. And, and so I think that's a good example and you had hit on it. Um, I think we overcomplicate things. Right. Um, there's so much that we try to layer, uh, that we have to do this and this and this and this, and it's got to sound like this and taste like this and and smell like this. But um, the simplicity of the gospel, or or what what we need to do once we've received the gospel, is to be a doer of the word. Right. Um, just do what the word says. Man, there you like save it's yourself simple. so much trouble. We right? would save ourselves so much headache, so much pain and grief if we would just do what the word says. Now. That doesn't mean you do what the word says and and you're not going to have any struggle or trials. Yeah. Uh, doing the word may actually lead you into more confrontation oh, sure. and persecute persecution yeah. for you for you physically, you know, in your person. Yeah. But at the same time, the greatest thing there, there's such peace yeah. in applying God's word and being obedient to God's word that even when those things come, because again, you're applying the truths that are found all throughout the New Testament of perseverance, of the fact that we're sojourners and of the fact, you know, uh, to be, um, to live as, as Christ and to die as gain. And, and so when you apply even that, then blessed are those who are persecuted for his name's yeah, sake. Right. Yeah, I just think it's, um, again, he hears what God says and he does it. Yeah. Um, and, and it's so much in the, in the church today, it's, it's, and you had even hit on it in the, in the sermon, or or I think you did anyway, it was, uh, it just can't be that simple. It just can't be, there's gotta be a stipulation. Okay. What's the catch? Right. You know, like it's, I can't just literally do this. And it's like, no, you literally can't just do this, be a doer of the word. Now, is that difficult? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> is it hard? Right. Yeah. Is it going to make simple, your circumstances but it harder? It doesn't mean it's yeah. easy. Right. Uh, but it's worth it. Right? right. And so, and I think that's what the father in this story recognizes is, okay. Yeah. Like, if he says it, listen, it's true. And so I'm going to rest in the fact that I've heard a lot about you. I've, I've maybe even witnessed some of the things you've done. Right. If you say go, he's going to be fine. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm going to go. Right. Because, I think in that moment, you're looking, as a dad, you're probably looking for more than that, right? You travel Absolutely. all this way. Yeah, you want him to come with you. Yeah, and it's like, dude, please come with me. Like, right. And he's like, no, <laughs> right. no, just go. Your son's going to be fine. Um, and I think that also speaks to the power that Christ has, that um, the where he is physically um, doesn't mean he can't do something somewhere right. else. I, and I think in a, in a large part that it that is a— integral part of what John is trying to to teach in that. Yeah. Right. That because as he's writing the gospel, Jesus isn't on on the face of the earth anymore. So let me remind you by telling you a time where from a distance he was able just to speak a word and mm-hmm. and heal somebody that was near death. And so he's really trying to draw the reader's attention to the fact that yes, no, you can't actually grab him hold on to him here in the flesh in this moment but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have the power to work in in your life i mean for all of us that live on the side of the cross and his ascension 
our salvation is dependent upon not his physical presence right. in the room when we place our faith and trust in, in him, uh, but the fact that we cry out to a per, in a prayer or just in, in you know, submission and repentance yeah. to him and that he, he can work and move uh, in and through our lives that way. Yeah. So he, he goes on in the story in, um, in verse 53. Let me get my Bible. It says the father knew uh, that that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your right. son will live. And then it goes on to say, and he himself believed and all his household. Um, I think that's where I want to end today is um, the the good insight you gave us on effect and effect. Yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My whole life I've gotten both of those wrong. Me, oh, I had to look it up. Yeah. I know. I had no clue. Uh, no, I literally will try to use a different word because I don't even remember which yeah. is which. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, trust me, yeah. I'm, I've spent. I had to go search it a couple times because, like, now wait, did I get that right? right. Which which one is it? Why so. it's so confusing? I don't know. But um, I, I thought that was really good to bring bring home the whole point of uh, as a man, as a father um, who who wants to. You would hope, right? Live a godly life. Right. Um, it'd be a godly husband and a godly father, and um, how you affect your family. Right. Um, the the bend that you had talked about, where we see in God's word, where it says, you know, train up a child in the way he should go. Right. Um, and how oftentimes that's misconstrued a little bit when it comes to yeah, the proper. I would say most individuals that know the original language, which I do not. I'm 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 not a Hebrew scholar by any stretch of the You imagination. look like one. Um well thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Um but the most literal translation and you look at individuals that take the position of what I think it is teaching in more of a negative sense or those that have more of a positive sense towards it, it does say train up a child in his way. Yeah. In his way. Uh and when he gets older he'll never depart from it. Uh his way, as in the way of the child, right? So I just want to specify in, that. Yeah, for, the emphasis on, on on the kid, right? And and the picture there is it very much is, and I've heard individuals preach, and I'm not saying that what if somebody takes that position, it's just an absolutely wrong position to take, because uh, I, I do think there is some truth in there because it does talk about their bend, you know, it, it, his way. It, it's this idea of his, the, their bend. And each of our children are unique. I mean, AJ is totally different in many regards than Ava, and Ava's different than Jaden, and Jaden's different than Tyler, and Tyler's different than a Ava. And they all have their own, you know, characteristics that are unique to them, and they have their own interests and sure. things that are yeah. unique to them. Their own so people. there is some truth to that that they all have a specific bend. But what I believe that Proverbs uh, 22 is, is trying to, to, to get at, or is it Proverbs 22.6 or Proverbs 6.22? Proverbs 22.6, I think. Uh, anyways, um, now I'm saying guessing myself. I'll look uh, it up while you talk. Yeah, I, I, it's either 22.6 or 6.22. I, I can't remember. I, anyways, um, I, I think even though that that may be true and is true that, each child has their own kind of twenty-two six, uh, their own kind of bend, if you will, in the sense of their character. Ultimately, everybody has a way or a bend uh, as 
fallen humanity with their sin nature. Their bend is away from God and towards sin. It's towards self, it's towards sin. So even if it is, you know, in view here of different personalities and, and different interests, they're always going to use those interests as a way to yep. satisfy the flesh as opposed to give glory to God apart from uh, a new heart being given to them. And right. even then, it's still a battle of the flesh of to make sure that you're, you're giving glory to God. So, you know, for us, we can't effect our, we can't have that effect of our children to where we make them godly. Yeah. We make them. You, you can't do that. That's why there's so many people that look at this verse and think, well, if you just take them to church and you just teach them, even They'll if turn they go, all right. uh, the, the, you know, even if they're they're, you know, living in sin right now, they'll yeah. be back some sometime. Well, and then there's many people that never see that. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, is God's word not not true. And what this is really saying is. I can tell you what is true. If you don't discipline and correct and you don't pour truth into the life of an individual, th they're going to go down the way that seems right to man that leads to death because yeah. that is their natural sinful inclination is away from God and towards sin. And so we are to affect. We are to try to uh, reconfigure that bow, if you will, that bend in such a way to where they are being directed towards God. Now, we can't make them go that way, but we could try to affect or try to steer, if you yeah. will, uh, towards that direction as best as we possibly can. So we should bring our kids to church. We should make sure that we're reading Scripture together and praying together. Is that going to guarantee your children are going to get saved and, and, and live passionately for the Lord their entire life? No, but I think it affects them in a way that points them to that direction as opposed to somebody that is actually uh, hardening them in the direction that they're already yeah. going by not trying to redirect and affect uh, the spiritual condition of, the, of their children. Yeah, and I think it's even more vital when they're young, right? I mean, the, the, the fertile soil that yes. they have right. on their heart um, is um, way more uh, receivable Right. Uh, than it is when they're 30. I firmly believe that. I you firmly know, believe that the more you reject the gospel, the harder your heart gets. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Not that God can't, an individual 80, 90 years old, not that God can't and the gospel cannot break up the hardness of that, that heart. Um, we see that. But it is not as often mm. as we see somebody that, uh, has been poured into as a young child, uh, as, as a teenager, uh, coming to faith in, in Christ. Yeah. Uh, just typically, because you start to get set in your ways and your heart starts to get hard, and that gospel has fallen on that, that dead soil over and over and over again to the point that they just harden their heart against the gospel. Yeah, and, and it's not something that you have to lay out a, a three-point sermon either for your kids it can be as simple as listening to worship music in the car right. rather than secular music. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and believe it or not, kids that are younger, I mean, trust me, put on Frozen. They, they'll know Frozen songs, right? right? Yeah. So they're smart. <laughs> like, sure. they can retain. That's right. And so, There's a great Mario song that's out right now. Uh, can you sing it for us? Uh, peaches, 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 peaches. I love you. Mario, Luigi, and the donkey.
Donkey Kong 2. Okay, I think that's good. I don't want to get copyrighted. Me. Well, I, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. No, but it's true. I mean, like, you're retaining that song now, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's, I think it's just, uh, we overcomplicate it again. You don't have to sit down and preach to your children. Uh, because life probably isn't going to give you that every single day, yeah. just because life's crazy. Right. Um, but what is those small things, those small nuggets that you can do um, as you laugh at me? What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at the fact that I sang that song. <laughs> <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's been playing nonstop in our house for, for a little bit. The kids yeah. just love it. Yeah. So. But anyway, it's just, just a great reminder that um, men, specifically for you, how are you affecting your spouse how are you affecting your kids um are you pointing them to christ um are you showing them how to live a godly life uh, how to love your wife how to love others how to serve others um uh, because again the example that you display uh will often be times oftentimes be the example that they display uh and or look for in a in a spouse too when they get older and so it's so um, vital. It so is vital. so important to be those spiritual leaders in our in, in our homes. And, you know, the enemy fights against that in so many ways to distract us or to when we do get home. Sometimes you get home and you're just you're tired. Yeah. You're just tired. Oh, yeah. And you just want to just want to veg out. Last thing you want to kind of do is just, man, get involved in, in you know, the, the spiritual disciplines mm. of uh, our faith with your children and even when you do you know someday running around it's like okay they're not even listening right they're, they're retaining a lot more than we think absolutely and so i think it's just getting in the habit of a even if it's just uh you know a passage a night and we're just going to read scripture together you know you may throw a question out hey what does it you know mean to you or just what's one thing you want to praise god about what's one thing you want to pray about and, and just having those discussions, and again, it's just that affecting them in a way to where, you know, prayerfully they, they're confronted with the gospel, and they place their faith and trust in Jesus, and then he will affect, uh, his saving grace affects them, mm. changes them, makes them new creations. And so, you know, we just need to be faithful in our part. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was good, and I just, again, I enjoyed the sermon so much, and um, actually went back and watched it again uh, on the live stream because yeah. I, uh, I missed some of it. But um, uh, all 52. 50. 50. See, look 50. at me, look man. At you, man. Look at me. 35 minutes, 50, not look bad. Look at us. Look at us. Nope, not us. Look just at me, you. man. Look at just you. Look all the glory me. for you, man. Shoot. 50, that's good. I might I might be in the 40s coming up pretty soon. I'm the goal is 35. So. I'm getting there. You know, just walking it in, yeah. fire for effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know who's helping you affect your preaching time, yeah. but they need to do a little bit better job. Yeah, so. man. Uh, I I digress. It's it's I don't care either because I I enjoy it so much. So, um, but um, one thing I wanted to say, and this is just for a little um, shout out, um, before we wrap up, I've been leading worship in the kids area. Well, I've heard uh, about this, man. It's yeah. awesome. I love what you guys do. Several months now, probably. Yeah. Um, and, man, it's just been such a cool thing to be a part of. And just, um, you know, just talking about the, the fertile soil that um, kids have more so and um, 
how they retain so much and yeah, those um, sponges. Yeah, and it's it's been so encouraging to me to see um, so many kids uh, starting to understand worship and actually displaying an outward expression of that uh, when we sing. And and so I wanted to name drop um, drop some em. people um, just just to let you know that. Um, I've been encouraged by you, yeah. um, and it's really blessed my heart. Uh, one of them is Miss Ava. Hey, Ms. Ava she listens. Mask. She's a listener. Good job, Ava. And, and, and the people that I'm going to mention have just—I uh, feel like they've grown a lot. Not that Ava every, loves to sing worship. That is, yeah. Her, she she's a worship. Well, I mean, and these and these kids to too are man. Their their hands are raised while we're yeah. singing. Their eyes are closed. Like. They're you can tell they are really connecting with yeah, yeah, just worshiping the Lord. Um, and these are just off the top of my head. It's probably a lot more kids than this. Sure, but, but just I do what you can remember in this moment. Some kudos to and some just bl- blesses my heart, Miss Ava. Yeah, uh, Harper Sawyer. Yes, um, yeah, she got up and sang with. with she you. did. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she's been an encouragement. Sarah Doak yeah. has been an encouragement. Laney mm-hmm. uh, has been an encouragement. Um. Gosh, who else? Oh, um, um, golly, uh, what is his name? Uh, what is? Uh, I'm going blank. Um, Noah, uh, Bollinger. Uh, oh, the, the yeah. Bollinger's boy, Noah. Yes. Yeah, he's been an encouragement to me. Yeah. Um, man, there's just been so many that I feel like they've they're getting it. Yeah. Um, and just to see their hand, um, Bella. Chambers, right? Just, I mean, just it's been awesome. So yeah. I just wanted to mention that for those parents that listen to this, and that's one of your kiddos. Um, uh, tap into that. Your kids are um, really getting it, and so um, I would encourage you to uh, maybe ask them about it, see what they think yeah. about it, how it's going for them, and and what they're learning. And um, it's been awesome to see. Just man. Yeah, just a simple question. I don't know oftentimes, yeah. you know, what you learn today, Jesus, but uh, what y'all sing today in, yeah. in worship? What was your story about today? Mm-hmm. What did you get out of that? What was one main takeaway? You know, so I think yeah. anything like that, just engaging them. Uh, again, it doesn't have to be this this in-depth, uh, three-point, alliterated sermon. Yeah. It, it could just be questions and talking and, and bringing up God and in the moment when when things are happening, hey, let's stop and pray. Model yeah. that for for your for your. Another kids. one is Ezekiel Porch. Yeah. He's another one. Um, just man, just been so cool um, to see them. So thank yeah. you for letting me do that, Pastor Robbie. I appreciate you letting me invade the kids' room yeah. every week. But um, that's all we have for uh, today. It's good to be back. It's good um, to be back. Good discussion. I don't know if really we'll do this good. next week. <laughs> just through the inconsistency we've had, but no, man, we'll get, we'll um, get back. Next week is men's retreat. Hey, uh, so speaking of men, it's still time um, to come. Like, if you didn't get signed up, still you time. can just ride down carpool. You can sign up at the gate. You, it will be well worth it. Uh, it's to be begin the process of affecting uh, right. your household, and so this is a great time just to set aside a weekend, a Friday evening, and a Saturday. Uh, down at Falls Creek in Davis, Oklahoma, along with, uh, I think there's about it's close to 30 of us that are going Yeah, uh, here from the church. And so uh, we'd love for you to come along. So even if you haven't signed up, there's still time. Let us know. OklahomaBaptist.org slash men. Get it. 
get signed up, and we'd love to uh, see you next week at, at False Creek as well. So uh, God bless you guys. We love you so much. Thank you for riding along with us. Hope this encourages you and blesses you. Share this out um, and uh, get ready because this Thursday on our Stories podcast, we have uh, Ethan and Amber Strawn yeah, be coming on the lookout up. So for it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, we love you guys, um, and we'll catch you next time on Community Recap. Go Birds. See ya.